1: This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow on 99.5 KKLA. Join the conversation now by texting Scott in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812.
0: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Southern California Live. This is hour two of our program. You can join our conversation by calling 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. Here's a question for you. How do you picture heaven? how what does it look like to you in your mind when you think about it what do you think about when you think about one day being in heaven what does it look like what are you doing what are the you know when you do you think about this you know it's a subject that on the one hand i think as believers we spend maybe too much time talking about going to heaven and because we don't spend enough time talking about what we should do before we get there as far as helping other people to get there and doing the work that Jesus uh, has called us to do, doing all the good works that were set aside, Bible says in advance for us to do. But I also think in another way, we don't talk about it enough because there's so much joy associated with, with heaven. And I think it is something that in a way, maybe all people actually think about. What do you think about when you think about heaven? 888-528-2557 is the phone number, 888-528-2557. You can send me an email at SoCalLive at com. SoCalLive at KKLA.com. What do you think about when you think about heaven? Um, I'm asking it also because there is a movement going on here on earth to build the perfect city. Have you seen this? Uh, There are actually many movements, and the idea is to build. I think that human beings have tried to do this forever. It probably goes all the way back to Babel, right, in that tower that they were building. And it's the same thing. And there are some billionaires and a few governments who are trying to build the perfect city. Billionaire Mark Lore is working on his plan to build a utopian city called Telosa, where 5 million people get to live. And there's all kinds of uh, interesting things. It's meant to be a self-sustaining city, right? And a city where you really have everything you need is within 15 minutes. All of the transportation you need is there. There's no pollution. It's all it's all uh, green. Everything is is self-contained. energy, everything works. It is now. Here's the thing that's funny to me. So he's building. He is building a a city that is supposed to be or about to build he hasn't built it yet there's a question as to whether or not he'll actually get around to it so the research that's going on is probably useful that can be useful for any city la san diego you know wherever you're at to help your city do better right so a lot of these projects they seem kind of ridiculous but there's some benefit to it ultimately even if they never build the city but what he's saying is that maybe by 2030 it could be built So this is the utopian city. What makes me laugh about it is it's either going to be in Nevada, Utah, or Arizona. Is that the place where you imagine utopia being? Arizona, you know, there's parts of Arizona that are beautiful. Utah can be really beautiful in certain places. Um, And uh, Nevada, I'm not so sure about. Maybe this is just me. But, you know, I am not surprised that in the 1950s, when the federal government decided they needed to drop nuclear bombs somewhere, that they chose Nevada for that. Nobody even noticed. Somebody's going to call me who's from Nevada who's all upset. You ever drive to Utah? You drive through Nevada and it's kind of you know bleak and then you get to Utah and it's beautiful. Um, what's heaven like to you? When you think about heaven, that's where, where, what I was getting at because I think that for some people when they develop these these utopian cities, these ideas – I think what drives it is certainly there's a drive maybe for some new technology and stuff. But I think the real motivation that's in the heart of people is a perfect society. Like that's always been something that is in human heart, right? We we are hoping for some kind of perfect utopia. And in a sinful and fallen world, we're never going to get it, right? There's going to be greed, there's going to be problems, there's going to be, you know, different things. But I, I think that part of the drive, right, is that we hope for something like that. As believers, we, that hope will be realized. We're promised everlasting life. We're really promised a new heaven and a new earth. So if you want to get technical about it theologically, uh, you know, what is the ultimate place going to be, the new heaven and the new earth? What's it going to be like? What are you going to do? 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. Tamara in Los Angeles. How are you doing, Tamara?
2: I'm doing great. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. What are your thoughts about heaven? When you think about it, what do you think about?
2: Well, you know, I think mine are not maybe that typical. I definitely think, like everybody else, about the joy, no pain, no sorrow, as Scripture says. But I also think about assignments. Mm. Because we're just not going to be angels like cherubs just floating around. And we're not we going to be on
0: a cloud with a harp?
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> we're, you know, and I'm looking forward to the assignments, um, the government, New Jerusalem. Yeah. I know that may not be typical for people, but I think that sometimes our churches, we don't have enough teaching on actually what we're going to be doing mm.
3: versus...
2: You know the idea that we're just going to be in bliss forever and you know floating around like you said on a cloud. No, we're going to be working. It'll be a new heaven and a new earth. And so I think about my assignments.
0: That is great. Now, and you're right to think that way. You know, um, okay. you're you're right to think that way about heaven. That it is it. And I wonder that's one of the reasons I'm asking the question is I wonder how many of us have really thought about what it means. So when you think about your assignment, what do you think that's going to be? What are you going to do?
2: Well, I think that my, our earthly gifts and talents Mm -hmm. will probably transcend with us. Yeah. And we will, because we're going to be on earth, but we're going to have this celestial body, right? Uh, The scripture says in the New Testament, you know, and, uh, you know, uh, there are also the fun stuff, I'm going to put it in that kind of simple terms, where we'll be feasting and fellowshipping.
0: Right, and not putting on calories. And uh,
2: my... and not putting on calories, yeah. I won't yeah. have to watch my waistline. Right. <laughs> but I'm going to be at work. You know, not like the sweat of my brow work like we have here. Yeah. But just carrying out that new government, which will be headed up by Israel.
0: You know, it's... Right? uh yeah, you know something that uh, I mentioned yesterday or earlier this week is work is something that existed before sin, before the fall. Adam and Eve in the garden had to work, yeah. and and so mm-hmm. when you when you talk about assignments, I think you're a hundred percent right. Is that we're gonna have stuff to do, mm-hmm. and that it's gonna be holy and like it's not gonna be a curse. You know, work became a curse afterward.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But it's right. not going to be in heaven. We're going to love it, and we're, it's going to be what we're made to do.
2: Mhm.
0: Uh, right. I, I look forward to uh, being there with you. We have to keep this in mind. We're going to say to each other, "Hey, we were right."
2: <laughs> what yes.
0: are, What are you doing? Yes. What's your assignment?
2: Yeah. And I, when I see you, you know, on par with your gifts and your assignment, carrying it out on the earth, I'll wave at you.
0: Okay, you can do that. Maybe you. Maybe you won't see me. Maybe I'll just be on the radio
2: oh <laughs>
0: no i know well, i'll be yeah
2: maybe you will be i don't know yeah, do they
0: have radio in in heaven the call-in show obviously they do
2: well you, i think we'll be transcending uh thoughts and things we're going to be supernatural you know celestial right? beings right yeah we yeah. it's it
0: is mind-blowing actually when you start to wonder uh what that is it but is. you know Uh, And and you don't want to make a claim that you you can't say came out of Scripture, but I think it's exciting to realize that there is something amazing for for us because of what Jesus did for us.
2: Absolutely. That's the tie right there. Can I say one more thing that I think about? Yeah. Okay, I think about the colors. Ah. I wonder. Yeah. I wonder the colors. You know, when you read in Revelations, you know, the streets of gold and the emeralds and the I'm like not really having all the colors on my mind right now but they're going to be so vibrant and I think wow that's got to be whatever wonders we see here on this side that we say oh man you know we make it it's just so awe striking to us I can't even imagine what it's going to be like on that side
0: I think there'll be colors that we don't have the ability right now to perceive. Yeah, right. Right.
2: Right. Right. Uh,
0: yeah, I think so. Yeah, Tamara, we thank won't you. We'll be able to
2: comprehend. Yeah, You're Tamara. welcome. Thank you so much yeah. for having me respond. Yeah, All thank
0: right. you for your call. Yeah, Tamara is uh somebody who reads her Bible and you know, I I wonder if uh you've thought about this. What do you when you think about being in heaven, the new heaven and the new earth, the ultimate A place, you know, where the Bible says that the believer will end up forever? What's that like? Do you feel like it's boring? My kids have asked me this, you know, because, and they're thinking about it. And I think, I'll bet a lot of kids, I bet a lot of adults ask that question. Is it just boring? Like, what do you do? You know, some of the, some of the exciting parts of our life here are the adventures, right? The things that we do that have risk are very exciting. You know, so You know, is there sports in heaven? Is there baseball in heaven? Will I be playing uh, baseball? Uh, I think, obviously, there will be. Uh, And there will be coffee. And what's that going to taste like? It's going to be amazing. And you won't need it to stay awake because, you you know, do you need to sleep? Is that something you do in heaven? Or do you just uh, have a lot of extra time on your hands? How does it work? You know, I don't know. 888-528-2557 if you want to join the conversation. What do you think about when you think about what heaven might be like? Just your own your own imagination. When you think about that, what do you think? Would you when you when you think about other people, family members, people that you love who are there already? What are they doing? Uh, I'm not sure that they're able to sort of look down and check on us. I, I think that we're probably beyond time. Uh, there's debate about that, uh, which is fine, and we don't really know for sure. I I think that uh, that they're doing something though. What are they? Then they're not sad. Right, they are not in sin. They're they're not suffering. Um, What is it that you think is going to happen when you go to heaven? Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. How will you spend your days? Second Peter three thirteen. But according to his promise, we are waiting for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. A new heaven and new earth is the promise, not just in Revelation, but uh, Peter writes about that. And I think about this with Peter because. Peter hung out with Jesus. He had to ask him, what's it like? New heaven and new earth? Dude, what's that like? He probably said whatever the Aramaic word for dude is. He said it. Uh, He's a fisherman. Uh, What is it like? Uh, What will it be like? 888-528-2557. Dora in Los Angeles, welcome to Southern California Live. Hi. Hi, Dora.
4: Hi, I've got two questions if I might, and thank you for taking my call. Sure. One, the Antichrist won't be able to fool us that he's Christ because he will not have holes in his hands or his feet or a scar in his gun.
0: Okay. I lost you on that that last part there. Can you repeat the last thing you said?
4: Okay, I said he will not have the Antichrist will not have indentations in his forehead where the wheat of thorns okay. were or scars in his hands. So you
0: said he won't be able his to fool us. us.
4: Or his feet.
0: Dora, are you thinking also, about, are you thinking about heaven? about
4: he meant by three heavens? I thought there was only one.
0: Well, it's a, it's a com- com- complicated subject when you get into that, but what we're really talking about is your eternal destination, new heaven and new earth. Do you think about that? Like, what are you going to do for eternity?
4: Yes.
0: What do you think you're going to do?
4: Well, I like to draw. Maybe I'll be drawing or painting or yeah. uh, taking care of flowers. I love all those things.
0: You know what? I think uh, you know our our last caller, Tamara, suggested that maybe some of the things that we're gifted at in this life are an indication of what we would be doing uh, uh-huh. with our time. All right, Dora, mm-hmm. that's great. Thank you for your call. I appreciate that. Eight 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 five two eight. Two five five seven. This is Southern California Live. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. We're talking about the cities of the future that are being planned. One of them is on one hundred and fifty thousand acres in Nevada, uh, or Utah, or Arizona, and where fifty thousand people will call it home. They're saying by twenty thirty, and it is supposed to be um, a place where it will be a new model for society. Uh, I do have a little contempt for a lot of this because this is this has been tried. In many different ways throughout throughout history, uh, if you head up to Palmdale, Little Rock area, if you know that uh, that place, you'll find on Highway 138, you'll find a bunch of ruins of what was actually a, a commune at one point where they tried this exact thing with 1910s, you know, technology, uh, and it didn't work. And it didn't work because uh, you know eventually people started to not like each other. <laughs> you know, surprise, surprise. Uh, and the economy didn't work. It's kind of a communist. Uh, it was a communist compound. This was really before people really understood what communism was. But it was an early example of what communism does. And it just tanked uh, in a hurry. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. What does it look like to you in in heaven? You're listening to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow. What would heaven be like for you? Penny, what do you what do you think about when you think about heaven?
3: You well know, I think um it's gonna be a beautiful place, and I'm totally blind, so I'll be able to see, I'll have a new body mm. and not only that, um you know, I'll be able to sing to God, you know to sing.
0: We know for sure that worship is a big part of it. Uh, yeah. But I don't think we'll necessarily be singing the whole time. I think we'll be worshiping in the, in all the stuff that we do, right? And make, we'll make well, everything yeah, as unto okay. the Lord. Penny, uh, how have you always been without sight, or is that recent?
3: Well, I've always been without sight.
0: So you've never been able to see. No. Wow. And you're going to be able to. Uh huh. What do you when you think so, about that, Penny? What is that? What do you think about? What do you in your mind? what is that like?
3: I don't know. I can't really describe it. It's like, um, you know, it's something, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, yeah. you know what? Uh huh. Uh, when we run into each other up there, I want you to tell me what that was like. Uh,
3: oh, sure. Will. All right. That's yeah. going
0: to, uh, that's going to be a great, uh, a great, great thing. I'm so glad that's going to happen for you, Penny.
3: Yeah. And I agree with, you know, about the worship, but, See, well, I said, you know, singing, you know, I'm a singer, Uh and, well, I used to be in, uh, go to the Barrel Institute, and I was in, they had, I was in two choirs, and not only that, I, you know, went to church, I went to um, church, and, you know, I'd sang in the choir there, so, but, yeah, I'd be with you, you know, worship.
0: Yep, you're going to be singing, Um, and uh, that's going to be amazing. You'll, you'll, you'll get to see whatever color the choir robes are, though. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, all right. All right, Penny, thank you for calling and listening to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow. This is Southern California Live. Uh, I'm asking, what when you think about going to heaven, and ultimately the new heaven and new earth, okay, your final eternal destination, what do you think about? What do you get excited about? What is it that you hope is true? Or, you know, what is your perception? 888-528-2557. Romeo in San Fernando Valley, welcome to Southern California Live.
5: Hi, brother. Good afternoon. Thanks for getting my call. Yeah. Just want to share my thoughts about um, what heaven looks like or what's, you know, uh, feeling of uh, being in that place. I, I, You know, thinking about, you know, if if the Lord um, offers the uh, that place for us, for those believers, I would say it's a perfect place. Yeah. It's a place that is entirely different from the place we're living right now. This earth that we're living in is this so much problems so much challenges you know this is a, a cursed place and offering a place heaven where the Lord lives I think it's incom- incompatible beyond beyond imagination
0: and one thing that really are
5: uh, uh, looking forward to being in heaven is the absence of sin yes because the sin is the source of the fall of everything you know fall of mankind problems because of sin so being in there in heaven. It's a perfect place. There's no sin. And that's one thing I, I would like to experience.
0: Yeah, You know, Romeo, that's a great insight. And, and, and I think we shouldn't minimize that because it's sin that ruins everything, right? It, sin kills everything that it touches. Sin is the reason we have death in the first place. Sin is the reason that things don't work out. Sin is the reason that we have sadness and and that we don't get along and we have stupid arguments uh, sin is the reason that these utopian societies that uh, have tried to be built in all this time don't work, ultimately, is sin and the rejection of God and ultimately the rejection of each other. 888-528-2557. Wendy in Orange County, welcome to Southern California Live.
6: Hi, Scott.
0: Hi, Wendy. How are you?
6: Great. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. What's your your perception of heaven? What do you think about when you think about heaven?
6: Well, I agree with a lot of the things, just everything that Tamara said yeah. regarding the colors and working and all that jazz. But I also think because we have spheres now on this earth, when we have the new earth and heaven, we're not going to have those spheres. And what I'm talking about is we can hang out with wild Carnivorous animals, because they'll no longer be carnivorous. So I always imagine, like I'll have a pet jaguar or a lion or something.
0: Oh, <laughs> that's great! Well, <laughs> oh, that's a great insight there. You're going to have your uh, your pet lion, um, or a yeah, or a bear you or something. You
6: won't
0: eat You know yes, it,
6: exactly. The
0: lion will lie down with the lamb, right? They're going to beat their swords into uh, plowshares. Okay. There will be peace. And uh, that's great, great insight there, Wendy. Appreciate that. Uh, you know, you're going to have um, you're going to have those kinds of. I, I hadn't even thought about that. It never occurred to me. You know what? You know what? I'm going to get it like a leopard. Is that the fastest land animal? Or the cheetah? That's what I want. I want a cheetah. You know, they have this thing down there at the uh, safari park, the wild animal park, where you it's called the cheetah run. Have you seen this? Where they have this long run and everybody stands around, it's long like it's not a track, it's all grassy area and they put a stake on a rope and they pull it and the cheetah will chase after it, they try to get that cheetah up, the cheetah can run 60 miles an hour, I think they say it gets up to 45 miles an hour and you get to see it and it's amazing and if you pay a little extra money at the safari park, then you get to stand up closer, right, so this is how they start you have the ticket to get in and you can see it but you gotta stand back on the hill, you know, you're in the cheap seats for it, but it's still really good But then if you pay a little extra, you can buy a ticket and actually have an upfront seat to watch this cheetah run down. And and it's so fast and so powerful. And if you pay like an extra $500, they'll let you ride the cheetah the whole way. And that's right. No, they don't do that, actually. But that's what you'll be able to do, I suppose, uh, in heaven. What is heaven like? We'll get back for your calls as soon as we get back. I got to take a break. When you Think about heaven, You're the new heaven and new earth, your eternal place of living. What's that like? 888-528-2557. I'm Scott Furrow. This is Southern California Live. I'll come back for your calls as the Thursday edition continues.
1: This is SoCal
0: Live with Scott Furrow on 99.5 KKLA. Welcome back, everybody. Southern California Live. 888-528-2557 is the number. We're asking the question, what do you? how do you envision heaven? When you think of going to heaven, the new heaven and the new earth, I mean, uh, not when you first get there or those kinds, but your life. Well, how do you envision that? Let me know. 888 528 2557. Let me get you a couple calls. Been waiting for a while here. Uh, I don't have a name for you. I just have heaven as your topic, which is the right topic. Who am I talking to? Do you think of going to heaven, the you new know heaven and the new I'm hearing me. Hello? <laughs> you know what? Uh, are you there now? I'm going to put you on hold and uh, and come back uh, to you. I heard myself on the radio there. Uh, let's see here, uh, Stephen and Pico, welcome to Southern California Live. How you doing, Stephen? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing fine. What do you think about when you think about heaven?
7: Well, to be completely honest with you, when I was younger, I used to just think about the basic things, you know, and in, in going to heaven. I used to just think, wow, I'm going to see the streets of gold. I'm going to meet the Lord. I'm going to ask him all those questions that we always, you know, have on our mind concerning life and concerning himself. Yeah. Um, yeah, but w- when I'm, as I think now, as I'm a little older, one thing I, I really look forward to is um, just spending time with my family. My mom and my dad, they're still alive. Mm. But I just imagine going going to heaven and, and not having to worry or, or think about death anymore, right?
0: Right. That,
7: that feeling of ever—I can't imagine what that feeling of everlasting life is going to feel like, right? Right. Um, and and the gratitude that we're going to have for Christ um, and everything that He did for us. And I just, I just, I just really look forward to spending that time with my family, my loved ones, seeing those loved ones that have passed away again. Um, and just communing, communing with them, and 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 enjoying life without those limitations, without those worries about death, about time, about things like that. I can't, I can't really imagine it. Um, so that's what I think about now, along with all those other things: the colors, the streets of gold, meeting the Lord, being with Christ. And I just think, um, I think about the way, you know, it's hard to imagine the way things are going to be set up, but I just imagine, you know. Having that everlasting life, I think your perspective changes, and I think there's going to be, you know, obviously a strong sense of community, and, and things are just going to work differently.
0: Yep, I think you're right, Stephen. Great call. Thank you for that. I think, uh, you know, we do think about, I think, when we get there and, and kind of those basic things, but when you settle in, you know, what is life going to be like? That you're not worried about death at all. Um you know i don't know that everybody is for younger especially you're not thinking about death that much but we we live in a culture that thinks about death all the time right the the whole fear and the and another caller mentioned uh you know there's going to be no fear like you won't be afraid of anything i don't know that that means you can do stupid things like can i just you know jump out of a hot air balloon um i imagine you'll have total wisdom so you know there won't be there won't be any concept of doing something stupid i think and to be with people and to be with the Lord, everybody wants to belong and be a part of community. The longing of the human heart is there. That's permanent, and it's all great. There won't be the anxiety you have. You know, when you're ever you're new, I think you'll get to see people that you knew and you'll know them. But you're you don't have that kind of anxiety that uh, we have uh, so often. You're listening to Southern California Live. The number is 888 I asked the question, what is it that you think about when you think about heaven? And I was thinking about that because they're building these cities of the future, and uh, supposedly one might be built by 2030 um, by a billionaire, Mark Lohr, who's going to put it in somewhere in the middle of nowhere in the American desert. And, you know, it's it's an interesting idea, and I think what drives it is the drive that we have the drive that we have for the eternal, what God has put there, I think we're we're looking in the wrong place if we think we can find it. Okay, so they're going to develop this this property that is supposed to have you know be perfectly green and perfectly self sufficient. I think all those are those are you know neat goals, and I think you'll develop technologies through this, whether or not it even really happens. I think you'll develop technologies that will help. So these some of these pro there's a bunch of these uh, projects. But when I look at this, you know, one of the things that I, I think is interesting is he talks about how it's going to be governed, right? And he says it'll be governed by a principle he calls equitism, which is a mashup of democracy, capitalism, and socialism. Um None of those things will make things equitable, right There will be people with more there 's going to be somebody who has a better view because they 're on a higher floor of the tower that you 're building there's going to be somebody who um you know the thing, people are still going to get injured there's stuff that 's going to happen to you um and uh it's a uh that 's where these things fall apart because you have fallen humans who are still a part of it in heaven we won 't have that. The government will be Jesus. Uh, It'll be governed by the the elders that he puts in place. And you read the book of Revelation, there's different interpretations, but some of the idea is that we all might actually rotate, you know, or some of us, if not all of us, might rotate into these 12 seats or 24 seats uh, that might be there. Uh, it's very interesting, but there's a government that there, but the government will be perfect. There won't be inflation. There won't be violence. There won't be crime. You know, there won't be political parties. There won't be any of this stuff that happens in heaven because there's no sin, and that works out. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven is the number. Rick, what are your thoughts about heaven? How you doing, Rick? Very
2: interesting. Yes. Hi. Um, when I get to heaven,
6: I do. Just going to ask mary how she felt
5: being pregnant with the holy spirit
6: just ask questions seeing all the disciples seeing john Matthew. you know it's just gonna be interesting seeing all them having questions but just, just mary what she felt having the holy spirit in her
7: carrying baby jesus in
0: her womb. you know, I think that's going to be an interesting thing to meet her and to meet other people, and uh, I imagine we'll be able to have conversation. You know, the thing is, is we have eternity, right? So you'll have as long as you want. Yeah, uh yeah. and I think that's a cool thing. Thank you, Rick, for for that. Uh, I worry sometimes that maybe we're going to get asked by those people, like Habakkuk's going to say, "Hey, how'd you like my book?" And you're going to say, "Who are you?" Yeah, read Habakkuk. You know, there's some books in there of your Bible you need to go read. 888-528-2557. I think when you get there, you're not going to have to worry about it, okay? You'll get to meet Habakkuk. He'll just tell you his book. Maybe you will know it. I'll bet. Actually, I think the better thing is is you're just going to know all of it. I think that will be part of it. 888-528-2557. What, when you think about heaven, what excites you? What is it that you think about? Rosalind and Orange, welcome to Southern California Live.
6: Hi, how are you doing?
0: I'm good, Rosalind. What do you think about when you think about heaven?
6: You know, in Psalm 46, there's a verse that talks about there's a river whose streams make glad the city of God. And that one, every time I read it, makes me fill with tears. I I really think that'd be fascinating to see that. I'd like to see
1: what that's like.
0: There's a river whose streams shall make glad the city of God, the holy place in the tabernacle of the Most High. Yeah, yeah, it is uh, a description that is incredible. There's a description of something similar in the book of Revelation. I think we're going to be blown away by a beauty that is not comprehendable. Right. Uh-oh. You know,
6: I have you heard of the book a Divine Conspiracy by Dallas Ward?
0: Yes, I've read that book.
6: Yeah, he, he talks about living the kingdom life right now. Yeah. And I always thought that was such a fascinating thing, too, that... Right now we are seated in the heaven, because right now we are living that kingdom life, even if we can't see what
0: we're yeah, me- yeah, thank you, Rosalind, for your call. I mentioned that at the beginning, that you know, when we talk about heaven, we have to realize that we still have a job to do here, and we still have to worship God here. We still have the things, that the good deeds that we are called to do since the uh, beginning of time we have gifts that we are to use, but I think we also can enjoy what God has given us here as, you know, as kind of like heaven. Like, is there a place in nature that you like to go, that you just think is beautiful, that causes you to praise God? You know, I think when you go to the beach or you go to the mountains or wherever it is that you like to go, that's just beautiful. That's an opportunity to worship in your heart. I'll bet that part of the, I think there's constant worship in heaven, and I think part of it is the worship of our heart as we just glorify in uh, everything. That is the promise. 888-528-2557. Cindy in San Diego, welcome to Southern California Live.
1: Hello, Pastor Scott. How are you today?
0: I'm fine, Cindy. How are you?
1: I'm doing well. It's a pleasure to talk to you, so I'm intrigued by your conversation today, and I, um, you know, I guess for me, I think of it this way. We're not supposed to know what it's going to look like. I think we're supposed to trust in the Lord with all of our hearts and um, not lean on our own understanding, right? So I think it's going to be the most purest of places. I see it as a beautiful place beyond our imagination.
0: I think think you're right.
1: Pure, you know, and waiting. I just want to see the Lord. And I'm looking forward to seeing my family, of course, that have passed on. But I'm also looking forward (laughs) to meeting the disciples, Paul and Peter and Luke and Matthew and John and all those guys. I mean, I'm excited for that. And then also, you know, it's going to be I I don't know what to expect. I just know it's going to be holy and beautiful beyond anything we could imagine. I also know we're going to have walls of protection from the enemy. And um, it's a place where we can feel secure and safe for for forever and ever. All right, Cindy, thank you
0: you for your call. You know, the, the enemy at this point will be banished and gone, tossed into the lake of fire, Revelation tells us. So we don't even have to worry about that. It'll be done. Uh, you know, we have some, and and she's right, Cindy is right, that we got to be careful about what we perceive because we don't really know. We have some clues from heaven, though, that from the Bible that give us some ideas. One of my favorite is in the book of Zechariah, chapter 14, verse 20. In that day, there shall be upon the bells of the horses uh, holiness unto the Lord, like there'll be bells on the horses. So there's going to be horses, and they're going to have be wearing bells. And etched into those bells is the Lord God is holy, holiness unto the Lord. It is and it's an incredible passage. Uh It talks about the fact that everybody's going to have cooking pots that are consecrated to the Lord, their sacred bowls. So we also know we're going to cook. There will be food and we get to cook. I like to cook. You know, I'm going to open up a restaurant or something. Um, and the interesting thing to me about that is that it means that your food is already sort of blessed. Like, I don't know that you need to say a prayer before your meal anymore, right? It's already done because everything you cook is going to be fantastic. If you're not a very good cook, then I think you're going to become a great one. Um, and if you are a good cook, you're still going to be a great one. What are your thoughts about heaven? What is life going to be like? Like not just the moments you get there, but how's it going to be living in the new heaven and new earth? That is uh, the the where scripture actually has us ending up in the new after judgment, after everything is over, new heaven and new earth. I got to take a break, then I'll come back for your calls, so just hold on. I'll get to you. 888-528-2557 is the number. 888-528-2557. This is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. I'll be back as the Thursday edition continues. You're listening to SoCal Live with Scott Furrow on 99.5 KKLA. Welcome back, everybody. Southern California Live, Thursday afternoon. Good to be with you. We're asking the question this hour, what do you think about heaven? When you think about heaven, what it's gonna, what's it going to be like? And I got to this because of these sort of utopian cities that are Potentially being built, or certainly being designed, one could be built from billionaire Mark lore or Mark Lori. I'm not really sure how you say his name, um, but he has a plan to build a utopian city called Talosa for five million people that he's going to put in the middle of nowhere in uh, Nevada or uh, Utah or uh, Arizona, and uh, it's going to be 150,000 acres and uh, house uh, 50,000 people, and it's supposed to be the perfect society. And uh, I laugh at the government that is supposed to have equitism—a uh, mashup of democracy, capitalism, and socialism. I wonder how that's going to work. You ever watch a Three Stooges film? It's going to work like that. Anyway, um, it, it, you can call and uh, let me know what you think. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. And uh, Richard writes. He wants to know: Will the will I still be married in heaven? Um, and I will miss my wife and our relationship. He sent an email to SoCalLive at KKLA.com, which you can do. Will I still be married? You know, Jesus actually answers this question. Uh, He says, uh, at the resurrection, people will neither marry nor be given in marriage. They will be like the angels in heaven. They won't be angels. He doesn't say that. We'll be like them. And and the idea is, and here's something that uh, you should know. Thessalonians tells us, and other places tell us that we will see each other, that we will meet those who have passed on before us in the air when Jesus returns, those who are still alive. There's a whole idea. David says that he will go to his son. You will know the people. You will know your spouse, okay, but you're not married in the same way. Um, And that bothers some people who are, you know, really happily married. Um, And it's... uh, but don't let it bother you, because your, all of your needs, the reason you're going to be not be married, one of them, is because when you're in heaven, all of your needs are met. We're not really sure exactly how that works, but all of your needs are met. So the need you had to get married is fulfilled. And you are, you know, when you get married, it's a, a symbol of being married uh, to Christ uh, and that relationship. Something to keep in mind, though, is that you will not be sad about this, and neither will your spouse. And if you're not happily married and you're kind of like, you know what, I'm kind of glad. Well, you know what? When you go to heaven, you're going to meet that person and you're going to smile. And whatever reason you're like, I'm glad, uh, it's going to be wiped out. And you're going to have a perfect relationship with that person and everybody else. And that is a big part of the message. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. 528 2557 I hope that helps you, Richard, on that. Don't be sad about that. You'll know her. Um, but Jesus makes that makes that really, really clear. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. Annette in Whittier, welcome to Southern California Live. Hi, Annette. Alrighty. Hi. Oh hi Annette. What do you think about heaven? Hi there. Hello.
6: Um hi. I think about heaven often. Hmm. And I think the exciting part will be no more sin. Yeah. No more sin. I am Even in myself, that will be over. The temptation, the um, sin in our world. I work with children. I'm a teacher. And even as little kids, that will be done. Their sin will be done. Adults, everything. And we will be worshiping Christ all day. That, and, and to be truly honest, I used to worry about, will there be roaches? Will there be <laughs> certain things and bugs I don't care for? And I don't care now. If there is roaches, then amen. I don't care. Well, they
0: won't I, bother you. I, However, I that care. works, uh, they won't bother you. Yeah. All right. Yeah.
6: And I live with chronic pain, so mm-hmm. the exciting part is no more pain, no more tears, no more sin.
0: Yep. All right, and that. Thank you for your call, and I am glad that that pain will go away. You know, those are those are great promises of God. No more death, no more sorrow, no more pain, no more sin. All of those things, but then we have eternity and i think that it's a it's a good exercise to think about the fact that you're going to be there forever with god forever with each other forever the whole kingdom of god together brothers and sisters in christ and you know earlier in the hour um tamara i think is the one who mentioned it but you know you're going to have work there's going to be something to do you're you're going to be um doing something enjoyable that it's not I feel like when we we talk about heaven so much, we we think about what we're going to do when we get there, what questions we want to be answered. I don't know if that's going to happen. A guy that I knew, his name was Charles Davis, pastor, died when he was maybe 95. Um, He, when he died, he was just not feeling well one day. He still lived at home with his wife. He wasn't feeling well. He went to the doctor and the doctor did some tests and he said, hey, you're dying and you're going to die today your body is shutting down, your organs are shutting down, that's why you feel bad. Most of us don't have that experience whenever we're going to... So he drove home, told his wife, doctor says I'm going to die tonight. (laughs) So I went over there and I'm chatting with them and I asked him, I said, you know, soon you're going to go meet Jesus. What are you going to ask him? And he thought about this for a minute. And then he said, you know, I suspect all of my questions will be answered and I won't have to ask him anything. Now I don't know if that's true, but it rang... It was such a faithful answer, is what I thought, is that, you know, I don't know, do I get to sit down with Jesus and, uh, you know, ask about stuff from this world? Do I get to ask about the Kennedy assassination? You know, who really did it? You know, there's got to be some, you know, or do we care? I suspect we don't really care anymore. I suspect those things are not important. Um, They are not. One of the things I also thought when I think about it is, and i was going to talk more about this but i appreciate all of your calls this hour i think it's a great exercise for us to do we we're not going to be burdened by stuff i suspect we'll have stuff we're going to have a house we're going to have a place to live there's a a i think it's a legitimate idea that there are many rooms and we're going to have one there'll be you you'll live somewhere and you'll have stuff presumably a bed and couch and chair and and you'll have whatever is is enjoyable and useful but you'll also you know, be able to completely share it. You won't be owned by the things that you own. You know, some of it, so many of us are owned by the stuff that we own right now. And it makes, sometimes the stuff we own, right? It makes our life miserable. You ever buy a boat? We have some great friends who bought a boat. And uh, he eventually bought a t-shirt that was an acronym for boat, B-O-A-T. It was bust out another thousand. And uh, he was just spending so much money and so much time and all these different things. And it kind of owned him for a while. He got rid of it. Uh, finally. Um, We're not going to have those experiences. You know, if you're the type of person who holds on to your stuff, and some of you have a real problem with that, you can't throw anything away. And, you know, that stuff, you don't take any of it with you. You're going to have, I suspect, some kind of stuff in your heavenly home, but it's going to be completely and truly shareable. Um, It won't own you you won't have to worry about it. I think that's another big thing for us is there will be nothing to worry about. You will have only joy. Um, and that's amazing. That is an amazing thing to look forward to. Somebody likes to say, and I like to repeat it, that as a Christian, our best days are always in front of us. As a Christian, whatever's going on in our life today, whatever is frustrating or difficult for you, you have something to look forward to, and it's not just going to be with Jesus and the initial wedding feast of the Lamb uh, and hanging out for that, and the food's going to be amazing, and I think, you know, I don't know what your perception of time is going to be, but there seems to be some idea that there's an order of things and a moving forward of somehow, but you're going to have forever. It's not going to be boring. It's not going to be a drag. It's not going to be, what do I do now? it's going to be exciting and perfect every day. Whatever it is that you're called to do, as Tamara said, your assignment, is going to be perfect for you. Bible even tells you that you get a new name, that Jesus actually is a name for you, and uh, you're gonna have a new name, and it's gonna fit you perfectly. When you're given your new name, you're gonna go, oh, it's just gonna land, right? You're gonna, and, and it's because nobody knows you as well as Jesus. Nobody knows you as well as Jesus. Not your parents, not your spouse, not your kids. You don't even know yourself as well as Jesus knows you. And when you get that name, it's going to perfectly fit who you are. I think that's a big part of what we get to look forward to is that whatever we were made to be in the uniqueness of the way God made us in his image, but in in unique entities, it's going to be perfect. And you have that to look forward to. In the meantime, what you want to do is make sure that everybody you know has an opportunity to go there because they heard about Christ, that they get there for free, that you go to heaven not because you were a good person, because you weren't. You go to heaven not because you did enough religious things and you went to church and you, went to, uh, you read your Bible and you checked in on all those boxes. That's not what gets you to heaven. What gets you to heaven is that relationship with Christ when you recognize that he's the Savior, that he died for you, that he lived the perfect life for you. This, this feeling that human beings have to build the perfect society, these feelings that people have that say there must be something more, this feeling of emptiness that people have that drive them to philosophy and religion, all of those things are resolved in Christ and you get everlasting life when you acknowledge that, that Jesus came, he was sent by his Father to live the perfect life that you can't live, and you get credit for it. He died on the cross for your sins to pay the penalty of that sin that you feel, that spiritual angst that you have, is resolved on that cross by what Jesus did. You accept that by faith, and he rose again from the dead, proving who he was, and giving you hope that you'll follow him out of the grave and into everlasting life, where the promise is more incredible than we can even imagine, even though it's fun to imagine it. And I enjoy doing that with you today. I'm Scott Furrow. This is Southern California Live. We're on every day, Monday through Friday from three to five. We'll be back tomorrow for Open Line Friday. God bless you. I'll see you tomorrow